What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, everyone, and welcome to The Kaisa Show. Mike, how are you doing? Doing good. And, you know, something I just realized, my, you know, I'm always introduced as, well, actually, you did just call me Mike. Normally, it's Mike Folden. Oh, my gosh. Wait, you want me to introduce you more, like, formally? No, I just feel like you always do. Like, that's always kind of like, this is Mike Folden. But what oh. I realized yesterday, actually, was you are a one-name gal you know like that's kind of cool like how did you earn the one name it's just because you have a unique name do you think well yeah I don't think I've actually like earned I think like only people like Beyonce or Adele have earned a one name Madonna Madonna Kaisa no I mean let's put that in the universe yeah I mean I actually don't think I'm a one name I'm Kaisa fit so that's like yeah yeah. true but that's kind of one name yeah it's my my social handle (laughs) You made it one name. <laughs> I would love to be one name. I mean, that's why our... You our, are, though. Everyone's afraid to say your nat- last name. Well, so that's the reason Ketan- why I'm a one Ketanin. name. Ketanin. Yeah, Ketanin. Just say Karanin. Karanin. Keep it real basic. I literally get anxious when thinking about if I have to say your last name. So I kind of just am like, here, you kind of let it like mumble a little bit. That is so funny i don't even say my last name correct so yeah. that should like let you off the hook totally yeah so, so you're fine say it however you want i don't care literally i don't care how my name is said other than don't put a z where the s is don't call me kaiza but that's, many people call yeah, me yeah, kaiza including me a lot of times i, I definitely i try to be you know I'm, I'm out here always trying to improve kaisa yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah see it sounds so different kaiza sounds like it is i will say it's much lighter Kaisa. You feel approachable. Yeah. Oh, hey, thank you. Hi. Hi. How's it going, Kaisa? <laughs> Kaisa is like, damn, like, can I ask you something real quick? You know, you feel no. busy. You feel kind of busy. <laughs> so I think I actually, now that I'm, we're talking this out, I feel like you, you kind of choose. You're like, I feel like you're projecting what I should call it. Because Kaisa, then I'm like a little on edge. I'm like, okay, I got to just like make sure she's like... I don't take oh, too much time. Oh, you are so dramatic. Kaisa is us like hanging out. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's on you. I yeah. should always be Kaisa. Totally. Yeah. I take okay. that fully. Correct it yeah, from yeah, now. Yeah. Cool. Most of the team actually calls me Kaisa. Yeah. And a lot of like, the only person I'm okay with is Matt. Matt calls me Kaisa. Is this Uncle Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just a thing. Nope. He does it on purpose. He does it on purpose. Does he kind of zzz, Does he even add a zzz? No, it's just like Kaiser. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Kaiser. Come on, Kaiser. Anybody else, please just, it's an S, not a Z. It's That's an all S. I care about. Okay. You can say my last name however you want. Cool. We got through that. Yeah. Uh, last podcast was pre-workout. Oh, wait. So we have to give a workout update. No, but that was what my buzzing topic was. So oh, don't take shit. it away from me. Okay. Well, we'll then, we'll go, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's head over, <laughs> and to all people, let's head over to What's Buzzing. Okay. So What's Buzzing is that last Thursday, Mike came to a workout with Luca and I, 
And it was so fucking, excuse my French, fun. Did yeah. you have fun? I did. I would classify it more as war oh! or a battle. Was, yeah, I, I, workout is, um, I don't know if that describes it fully. It was two <laughs> hours, 90% sprint work. Okay, I will preface by saying, I did tell Luca that Mike is really good at kettlebells, so absolutely <laughs> no kettlebells are allowed in the workout. And I did say, let's do all things that like I have a chance of beating the, him the on. That Mike's not good at, <laughs> which is like most know. of the things in comparison to you. So we did things that I haven't done ever and for many years. Uh, let's just say I almost couldn't walk the next day. It was so brutal. No, it was fine. It was fine. It was, you did so awesome though. It was, so we started the entire workout, the entire two hour workout with like an hour of conditioning with like agility and Mike and I are competing. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, we're having fun, but like we're competing. I'm not trying to lose and he's not trying to lose. So it was like all out yeah. hour of conditioning and you did awesome all right it was you. so fun thank you. and i definitely had to bring my a game my yeah, a plus game also at one point in time you did say i actually am kaisa fit and not Absolutely. kaisa because yeah. i think there's a big piece of mike that still thinks like <laughs> it's all show it's a, yeah it's, well because a lot of times it's like we you do like five reps and then we cut the film yeah you know what i mean not always but like and i'm slightly joking but like in all no, honesty yeah. until like looking at a workout let's just be honest, it's much easier than doing the workout. And so from afar, like some stuff, even like, oh, you're pushing that sled down and back 15 yards. Like that looks fun. No, it is not fun. <laughs> that shit is hard as hell. And you think you're kind of like going through it in your mind. Like as you're pushing, you're like, why is this so hard? And you're like, how is this 15 yards feel like a hundred? When is this done? Is someone on the sled? Like there are so many things in a short period of time. So I salute you. <laughs> Uh, champion and just all in all I have to say like that was impressive thank yeah, you was that was like that was my moment you know because Mike is always like it's not it's like critical but like I know it's out of love but like there is always this piece of being like no Mike I really can do that shit like yeah sometimes we only do like five reps because that's for the video but like I actually do this shit and also there's a lot of times on social media I don't feel like as much anymore but people are like oh you're just doing this for show and I'm like no yeah. this is actually what the fuck I do yeah. like so it was fun having you come and work out with me and be like oh this is actually what you do yeah I mean turned up a bit I think yeah it turned yeah, up yeah, a little yeah. bit because at least I, I want to tell myself that well it's turned up just period it's gonna be turned up when someone's there because yeah, I'm competitive totally but it was it, I will say the thing now I have a little bit of withdrawals because I explained on an earlier podcast, I think it was with Luca, I've sort of been in maintenance mode, as a lot of us have through this pandemic and everything, where my like kettlebell, like a, the thing I love about the kettlebells is it's a very simple strength kind of maintenance like program. Obviously, you can do whatever you want with kettlebells, but like what I follow, it's generally to be like short in length so that I can like be a dad and work and do all the things I need to do, stay strong reasonably and stay mobile. But I'm not like, pushing super hard other than like my initial test so it's been this like really good and necessary you know training and then when I did the training with you I'm like oh yeah that's like a game like yeah. I, it was like a video game that's a good way and of getting it fucking losing but I did win you did he once did. at least I shook you and yeah 
I didn't show I did, the video. I didn't see that video on social media. I'm going to get that video. I'm going to post it to all my followers and show them that, like, I shook Kaisa. Um, but You should do that. But, yeah. But it, I know, it honestly, withdrawals. Like, it's so fun to train that way. I think the hard thing is, is, like, you know, I don't have someone to train like that with all the time. That would be ideal. That's what I miss about CrossFit. Like, yeah. it was, like, super good friends just pushing each other, competing against each other. And it's just so fun. You're yeah. not, you're not thinking about working yeah. out as much, but even if you did that like once a week or yeah. every other week or something, it's like, it still becomes that little anchor point that you, you know, push yourself a little differently inside of, you know, the rest of the week because you're excited about that one workout totally. and being badass at that workout. So, but I love that you're saying it was fun. Cause that's, that's the type of like vibe where I'm like, how could you not enjoy this? Yeah. Like, how could this not just be, you know, not to the extreme of like, I, we don't want you not walking for four days, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. when you're in that and it's that type of competitive vibe and it's just fun, like it's challenging, it's fun. You're failing, you're winning. Yeah. It's a good time. And I will say also, like, I think there's aspects of like workouts where <laughs> I don't want workouts to take away. So and we've talked about this, like I want them to add. So like when I'm at the playground with my kid, like I'm more, I have more endurance. I have more like agility to jump and dodge him and play the lava monster or whatever that is. I always am bummed out if I'm like in the feeling of like, I got a great workout in, but like, I kind of feel more exhausted or like my bones and my joints and my muscles don't want to move right now. So that training session made me feel like, Oh, I need more of this to kind of prep me for that more like sprint, that agility, that chase, you know, it, it was kind of kid-like in a way. Oh, totally. It's fun. Yeah, what was that game. called? Field day. That's what it reminded me of. Yes. Field day. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Okay. That was my buzzing topic. Um, well, I'm back on a tech buzz oh. and I kind of took my sort of, I have a, I had a deflated sort of feeling around buzzing last week. Cause I, I was like, I can't be buying shit every week to be buzzing on. Right. I could, but it's just not financially, you know, stable. So I went and wrapped it up. I'm buzzing on Apple's MagSafe technology. Do you know about the MagSafe? No, you're blowing my mind right now. So check this out. This is a battery. Okay. Apple's like, that's charging my phone now. So it's just like this magnetic thing in the phone. So I, you actually, you guys got me this phone two years ago. I didn't know about this magnetic power charging situation it has until literally like two or three months ago. And so now in my car, I have like a little basically like this that's plugged in and it just goes and it just connects to the phone, holds the phone up, and it's charging the phone while I'm driving. Boom, take it off. It's so the magnet is not in your phone case. It's in the phone. Exactly. Oh. And so now, so in this battery, when I went traveling, I was like, I didn't buy it for the travel. I should have. And so I had regret the whole time I was gone because my phone kept dying. And I was mm. like, damn it. But how cool is that? Like, it just goes on there. It charges your phone. Put so it in your pocket. So are you buzzing on the iPhone that has a magnet or the actual magnet? Charger. So both more so. Okay. So now, now oh, I'll get it's into a buzz. Yeah, it's okay. a double wow. buzz. So I had to set up the big, the overall buzz, the umbrella buzz. So check this out, this anchor, this new anchor. I don't know what model it is. I think it's just, it's like 60 bucks on this Amazon. This is pretty cool. But check this out. So it's charging and it has a little built in stand. So what it does for those of you listening, there's a little fold out kind of tablet on this battery 
that that kind of gives you a little stand so you can charge your phone and stand it up and, and watch a video yeah or, you know, that's know. pretty cool actually that's it's really cool. cool how much is the anchor the anchors is like 60 bucks and this will charge your phone like two times really so when you're traveling it's the other thing is too is like you know you have like the cord you got to like plug in from the battery to the phone it's just kind of a pain in the ass like you're not going to have that in your pocket or you have this big cord dangling this is just so sleek you put it yeah. in your purse you throw it in your pocket whatever. i need one of those my phone dies all the time yeah okay so cool. anchor that's my buzz anchor um and that's it on this week's buzzing <laughs> <laughs> i like i'm gonna be honest i didn't like our buzzing topics before i thought like oh gosh people are gonna be so like they're gonna lose interest i get so many comments about people like oh i heard this on like what's buzzing or like i like i had to go try this pair of jeans i'm like oh you actually listening yeah. no i know i wow. knew your hesitation yeah. i knew your pessimism yeah. early on i felt it every time we brought up buzzing you're like wrap it up i know but here's the thing the other day i was at the park with my ki- with my family and this guy who i didn't recognize at first I haven't seen him in three years. He starts walking over and I'm like, oh shit, oh, that's Brad. It's an old friend who I didn't like, I haven't seen in a while. So I was like, oh shit, Brad. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey, you've been listening to the podcast. He's like, no. You're, he's like, you guys are great. And he's like, and I want to get those headphones you were talking about because I've been looking for headphones and my ears are kind of weird too. And I was like, man, this is just a moment of validation. I just feel so seen and heard Brad, at this moment. Thank you. Yeah. Also, what we need to do when we're like stepping our game up, what we need to do is have a code for everything. No. That we're buzzing totally. so we can give the audience Absolutely. like you know we're gonna get there team we're gonna get there yes and well, hold on i just oh. want to add one more thing okay. so you got i could tell you starting you're like, oh my god shit we're going to ah. we're too buzzing we're too I buzzing i just don't want to lose people's attention priya just also re- she's i'm finally getting her to listen to the podcast priya's mike's wife tough cookie it's okay nobody in my family nobody yeah. i know listens to the it's podcast. always the ones closest to you you know yeah. Uh, so she, I've told her about Zara jeans because you told me blah, 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 right? Then yesterday she was like, you know, I feel like I got to give Zara a chance. Like Kaiser's buzzing on the jeans, like totally sold me. I want to go and check out Zara now. So family trip to Zara this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. So Zara hit us well, up. You know, yeah. Come yeah, on, Zara. Yeah. So We're not that's, big yet. that's that. The other thing I just wanted to bring up before we, uh, get into our topic today is this podcast I realize has brought us closer together, Kaisa. Oh my gosh, it has. We, since this podcast, have had our first workout together ever. And last night, we had our first night out together, which strangely is really the situation. I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, we hung out after work. And it was kind of weird. I was like, wait, like, are we going to work out? Do I need a camera? Like, what do I need to do? You know, there's some moments of anxiety last night, but... We went and checked out a live podcast, mm-hmm. acquired podcast, some friends really of good. ours. Um, that was really cool. It was yeah. really inspirational. These guys did a podcast at the Climate Pledge Arena, which is our major arena in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, it was really cool. That was really cool. But yes, we are getting closer after six years. <laughs> it was oh kind of gosh. a funny, yeah, I was just like, wow, we've, wow, well, okay. Well, at any anyway, rate, it's the podcast. Did it so. go well? Are you okay? Still oh, it being went my friend? so great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I felt like no. I said bring closer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was in my notes. Closer, not like we hunt, we hang out more. And like, whoa, no more. That, yeah, yeah, no. So now it's like, yeah, closer. So. I try to invite you out. I try you to. Do. I totally. I like 
you are not interested. No, I'm not. I'm kind of an old, I'm an old <laughs> no. man. I got my routines. I got my responsibilities, you know, all those things. So I, t- I typically turn all uh, invites down. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad just to put that out there. It's not that I haven't wanted to hang out. It's that you don't want to hang out with me. 100% correct. Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. So this podcast okay. has now made me want to hang out a little bit. <laughs> My day is. Does that mean you're going to come hang out tomorrow night? I can't tomorrow night. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't make it. <laughs> There's a big party tomorrow night, and uh, I've been telling Mike that him and Priya need to come for. I've I've given you a pretty much like three week notice. You did. Yeah, and you so did. something came up last night randomly, and you can't come. No, I mean the real story is that uh, Priya's leaving next week, all next week for uh, for work. And we really want to spend this weekend together as a family. Oh, geez. Okay, fine. Gosh, I can't compete with that. Yeah. And like River had a babysitter last weekend. And he's really looking forward to spending time with his mom and dad. Yeah, okay. Here you go. Like, bring out my small little violin for you all. I get it. I get it. All right. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only button I need. That's just so good. Okay, so we need a transition uh, button. So I'll, I'm going to work on that, like okay. a little like beat or something. Yeah. And then like, cool, we're going to transition to our topic today. So okay. our topic today, we don't have a beat for, but we are going to talk about failures. Yeah, but that's just so cliche. So we're going to like really get into. Yes, I love that. Because yeah. yes, you're right. Failures, <laughs> everyone talks about failures yeah. and how they're so like. Keep failing because you're going to learn and become great. Like, ugh. Yeah. No. <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, but do keep failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. But I think where, so we sort of, you know, we like to last minute brainstorm right before we hit record and we arrived at somewhere pretty cool. So we won't dive right in there right away, but let's just maybe talk about for you, I guess, what does it mean? Like, what is failure to you? I mean, failure is such a big topic. One, I'm going to be honest, I have a lot of anxiety around failure because being a perfectionist, like there's this constant thing of failing lets me down, lets everybody down, and I'm going to fail. And it's just like there's a lot for me to unpack around failure. But I think one of the amazing things about movement is like I actually am constantly training for failure when I move. And it's like, that's what you have to do. And so like failure in the gym, I get to start working that muscle. And so over years, I mean, I'm 36 now, I've gotten better at being okay that I like fail in the outside world um, because I know that's how I've gotten to places, but it doesn't make it any easier. Like failing to me is not, it's not something I enjoy, but it is also something that happens every single day for me. Yeah. What is it though? Like, so if you were to define failure, like, is it? A failure for me is much more, it's not really like an outside thing. This is why it's hard. Like when we're talking about this, like failure for me, every single day I fail, fail because I set goals for myself all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think failing would be for me personally, not not reaching the goal that I had set, not doing the thing that I intended to do. Um, It's much more of an internal thing. I think we could look back and say like, there's certain times in my life I failed. Like I didn't make that team or, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't make it to, to the right college or this and that. Like, I think there's like kind of big fails, but for me, when I think about failure, it's something that I have set for myself that I don't achieve when I want to achieve it in the timeline that I want to achieve it or how I want to achieve it. And that happens every fucking day for me. Yeah. So it's like almost in a way, you know, there's the, there's the other cliche saying, which is like, set yourself up for success. In a way, do you feel like you kind of set yourself up for, for failure? failure? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because also 
It's like, this is what's so crazy about this topic because for me, if I'm not failing, then I'm not pushing myself Mm -hmm. hard enough, right? So it's like this double-edged sword because if I'm not failing and I'm succeeding at the things that I'm doing all the time, then I probably have a very low bar for myself or low standard for myself. And it's the same thing inside the gym. It's like if I'm succeeding at everything, like I'm probably not pushing the boundaries enough. And so, yeah, like my relationship with failure is like I have to fail a lot, because otherwise I'm, I don't like being stagnant. Yeah. And so I'm constantly pushing to like what's possible, what's possible. And most of the time what's possible is like only one out of the 10 times something is possible. So those other nine times are fails. Yeah. It's weird. Cause I like, I was thinking about it and I was like, gosh, not that I haven't failed, like not that I'm above failing or anything like that, but I guess I just haven't thought about failure too much throughout my life because I kind of, it's just like you just pivot and you just do something else. So it doesn't feel like it sticks. And maybe I just haven't had like super risky situations where I've noted of like, that was a big failure. It's like, I've failed in business. I've failed in competitions or whatever it is, but it never, I guess like looking back, I don't think of it as a failure. Like, Oh, I wish that would have ended up different. Like I, I just, yeah. and I think when you related it to the gym, I was like, I have never thought about that. Like the way you train and this isn't the case for everybody, right? Not everybody is training to fail all the time. Like you or like I, especially you, but like there's a, when you think about it that way, cause I think if you say I trained to failure, I trained for failure in life is like, whoa, what the fuck's wrong with you? Whereas if you're like, I trained a failure in the gym, you're like, damn, she pushes real hard. She's so always true. trying to strive. So it's like a weird, I've never compared those two. And when you brought that up, I'm like, that's interesting. It's like you trained a failure outside the gym, like you train in the gym. And because you're hit with so much failure all the time, it's not a big deal. It's part of the game. Yeah. Totally. And I think it's, I think it's interesting to look at failure because I don't know, like that's such a buzzword right now Mm -hmm. but like what does it actually mean and for me when I think about the true like definition of failure especially when I was younger it was that I was failing other people around me you know what I mean like I didn't go I didn't rise I didn't meet their expectations I let them down and that wasn't true you know but that was very true for me and that's how I felt now failure to me is if I it's like um it's a challenge and it's a mindset. And I like constantly am in search of being uncomfortable and being in spaces and I might wind my way through it, but like I am in constant search of like being challenging myself and having that feeling of like, I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I might not do well at this, but knowing that like, also like I really, that's when I feel most alive. (laughs) Like I'm like, if something is stagnant in my life like I change it I'm not somebody that sits in that and so now I have this like constant probably search honestly to like kind of fail at something because that means Mm -hmm. I'm feeling alive and I'm pushing the boundary I don't like it when I'm failing but yeah that's the weird thing though it's like I wouldn't say it doesn't get easier because in some aspects I think it gets easier but maybe it's not that it actually gets easier you just get more comfortable with being in that discomfort, which I guess maybe that is easier. But like, I think of that all the time, especially in like kind of grinding, like workouts or grinding hustles of like a project that you're doing, whatever it is, like in the moment, I'm still like, God, this sucks. Like, this is hard. Like how much longer is this going to take? Like, it is not fun to be in that place of like discomfort. Yeah. And I think like from Buddhism, I think it's like suffering is like when you want to be elsewhere 
you, like when you want to be where you're not. And the more like the more you want to be somewhere else is not being where you're at right mm-hmm. now. And I think like that always kind of comes to me like in those moments I'm like, oh, this is this is exactly where I need to be because this is where I'm at. This is uncomfortable. That's OK. Nothing like quitting. Sometimes quitting is the is the right answer or whatever. But most of the time it's like this is just uncomfortable. Yeah. I just have to be uncomfortable. And, and uncomfortable is life. Totally. And we talk about this all the time about the thought process that at some point in time I'm going to make it and everything's going to be easy and I can just breathe and I'm going to enjoy everything. And like I think the biggest learning lesson for me is that that's not life or that's not a life that I'm ever going to live. Some people might live that life. That's yeah. not a life that I'm ever going to live because once that does happen, I'm searching for more. I'm trying to push the boundary. So like there's a lot that comes with it then if those are the choices that you're going to make. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, it's like it's a hard distinction between failure and just giving your all, like always pushing. Like, I mean, but maybe those are... Yeah, like what's another related. word? What's in, what could be another word for failure, honestly? I just like the, the buzzword of failure. One, it gives me like, it honestly causes me, it gives me a stomach ache. <laughs> like I hate talking so about it affects failure. You. It affects me. Yeah. It totally affects me. I'm not the type of person that's like, go fail because you're going to learn, you know, fall down nine times, get up one more. Like I'm like, no, I like hate it. Yeah. But also when we're having this conversation, when we were having, I'm like, it is actually how I set up my entire life. Like my whole life is set up that like if something is going quote unquote good, my MO is to think like, well, shit, I got to push hard. Like if it's, mm-hmm. if we're good now, like, well, what else is possible? Like, what's the next level we can go to? What's the next thing? I do it in the gym. I do it in business. I could probably say I do it in relationships and friendships. Yeah. I ask for a lot more. I push more. Like that's my personality. Too easy. Yeah. I'm never Too easy is uncomfortable. Easy Too easy is uncomfortable yeah. for sure. And I've never, that's, that's always how I've been. You know, as you're talking, failure. So maybe losing. What if we talk? Because I, you definitely oh. don't like losing. Okay, so what if we think good... about instead of failure? <laughs> you know what the difference is there, though. <laughs> what is it? When I'm losing, I'm in a race with someone else. When I'm failing, I'm only failing to myself. So there's this like different conversation, and I haven't thought this out, but there's this different. For me, a lot of what happens in my life when I'm failing is I'm failing against the competition of myself. So there's a little bit of being proud that I'm doing shit, you know, and pushing the boundaries and there's no other outside comparison. But when I'm losing, I'm losing to the person next to Mm. me. You know, like that's very different. I mean. So let's talk about how do you, how do you, how do you process losing? I don't process it. (laughs) It's giving me stress right now. I am a terrible loser. Yeah. A lot of people, like I have to work, I love playing games. Yeah. Like board games, games. Um, I have to really work on my attitude because it's not fun for people yeah. to play with me because I'm so competitive. And people are like, Kai said, this is like a board game. Chill out. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. I can't. It's in my nature. I don't know what that says about me. Hello, that's another topic I'm going to bring up in therapy, but I cannot lose. I lose all the time. I cannot lose. So what happens when you lose? Let's go, let's go back. Like so what's angry. a big, what's a big loss that you've, that you've had. Yeah. That you've had in your life. Let's just go oh, back to that God. big loss. Okay. Well now I'm blacking out. I, I probably black out cause I get so angry. Um, I mean, I've, I always think of like athletic things, mm-hmm. you know, I've lost like races mm-hmm. that were a really big deal to me because you know, I'm in a stadium and it was for state or whatever it is. Um, pause how did like so 
you're whatever you're about to cross the finish line yeah. as the loser you're not the winner yeah where like before have you already made it up in your mind that you, like you know you're gonna lose so like does it ta- start taking it well, I didn't out of know you? I was gonna lose until I lost like things happen so fast I'm like okay. still hoping there's a hope you know that okay. I can um I am so I have a physical reaction I'm like pro- I am probably blacked out at this point in time I'm so fucking upset at myself like literally to the point that you cannot talk to me probably for like three or four days like it's just known like don't have a conversation with her and I am 16 or 15 like this is like I am let me just preface this all by saying this is not a healthy relationship with losing and I'm very aware of that um but I have a physical reaction so mad failed myself like expect more for myself so I am like in a dark hole for several days like, we could literally call my mom up right now. And she'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, if there were games or things that were lost, like, we just don't talk to Kaisa. Yeah. Because nothing I say. This happened the other day at the soccer game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where I was doing so bad. Like, in my mind, I was failing. Like, I was not playing to the up to what I thought my ability should be. And at the end of the game, I was the last one off the field. And my friend Mickey was left. It was just her and I. And she was like, hey, good job. And I was like, don't fucking tell me I did a good job when I did terrible. Like literally she had to look at, I don't think we've told this, but she had to look at me with Kaisa. This is for fun. Like get your attitude right. This is for fun. You're like for you. And I literally said, this is not my, this is like not my idea of fun. This is not what I call fun. So anyways, I still have that problem. Like it's a very, and, and I don't know, like I would really have to have somebody ask me a bunch of questions to dissect like where it comes from. But I do know I have a little bit of a fear of unraveling that because I think a lot of that um, energy, negative emotions also pushes me. And so it's hard to say like, I feel very proud of the successes and and where I'm at in my life. And it's hard to say like, would I really be here if I wasn't so invested in everything that I did? You know what I mean? Like it's a double-edged sword. I don't know. Would Would I really be here if I wasn't willing to like, you know, push myself so much that I had a dramatic reaction to failure and never wanted to have that reaction again. So I pushed harder and, yeah. you know, try not to It's fail. worked for you. Like in the past, in a, in a sense, you're like, you can see both sides where you're like, I'm a terrible loser. I, it's like a very unhealthy relationship with myself. But at the same time, I've, I've received some great accolades or like accomplishments because of that, like drive because yeah. of that relationship. Yeah. And I don't know, I could be in a different place and it could be a much better place. Totally. So it's not, I'm not saying like yeah. I'm in the best, but you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, you know, usually the things that you're most afraid of, of letting go are those that you need to let go of the most. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. Control. Yeah, you've been doing it though for years. I mean, I feel like since we've known each other, like you, your ability to let go of like control and things like that are like, I mean, exponential. What? Failure freaking on camera. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had so, speaking about, yeah, see, I knew it would take me a moment. I've had so many moments with Mike that I have, let me, we, I've broken down in tears mm-hmm. because I thought I was failing. I was failing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was doing a terrible job. But like, yeah, it's very, I have a physical reaction to failure. So how do you, how do you get through it? Like you said, three, four days, what happens on day three or four where you're all of a sudden not in that and people can talk to you? So it doesn't take me three or four days anymore. Um, it takes me several hours. 
it's just a full on conversation with myself to have, to put things into perspective. Like, I think the difference now is that I know I do it and I know it's going to happen. And then almost like it's a challenge for myself to like work my way through it. So like the other day at the, at the game, like full on, like, I'm not kidding you. I know this sounds dramatic. It was everything I could possibly do not to walk off the field and just burst into tears. Cause I was so mad at myself and that I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, and it takes like going through and then I'm like, okay, Mickey loves me. Like, don't leash out, like don't lash out on her. And then, and I'm like adult now, like go through these emotions. So I'm kind of acting, I'm faking it. Mm-hmm. And then I get in my car and I turn on good music and I'm like, literally just take a moment. You can be upset. Cause for me, it never, it doesn't work to like mask it. Right. Like, or to like shame myself. I'm a very emotional reaction type of person. That's never going to go anywhere. But I acknowledge it and I'm like trying to be like, okay, you're really upset. Fine. You thought you could do better. Okay. Maybe you can do better next time. Cool. Okay. Doesn't do you any good right now to sit in this. So like, let's just turn on some music and luckily it's like a 45 minute drive home and let's just have a moment. And then by the time I get home, like I'm okay, but I have like coping skills now. Yeah. So you've grown those over the years. Did you find that, like, was that just self-discovery if you're like, okay, this helps, that helps. Or has it been like gaining tools from... (laughs) therapy. Yeah. Okay. I think a lot of it's therapy because I think there's so much wrapped up in the failure as a young, as a me, as a kid, um, letting people down, you know, there was a lot that goes into that. That's really deep rooted. That's like things that you have to start to understand about yourself Mm -hmm. and like where they come from and why, um, like, why do you have to be perfect? Why you need to be seen that way, you know, and that all had to do with a lot of therapy and just kind of like unraveling that onion layer and making sure that I kind of understood where it was coming from rather like, because when you understand when it, where it comes from, it's not that I have to change that about myself. I'm okay seeing myself that way. I just want the tools to be able to acknowledge that and then like work through it now. Yeah. So I think as you're talking about uh, being afraid to like lose that, that, relationship of like hating to fail or hating to lose so that you um that led to motivation which then led to like success I think it's less of like losing that part that hates losing or failure or whatever that is like I think that's probably just innate that'll always be I think it's more of like how do you cope with it after it's happened like how do you have a more skillful response versus a reaction like that's a popular one that like react versus respond right like you have a pause, to, like a choice to respond to it versus this is just like, I'm not making a choice of how I'm I'm reacting to this. Or acknowledging where it comes from. For mm. me, a lot of my emotions around failure have to do with how I think somebody's then going to view me and caring so much about how somebody is going to view me means that for me personally, that I don't view myself in the highest way. And so I think the more that I built confidence around who I was and, you know, did a lot of work, obviously I'm still in therapy doing constant work on myself and feeling good about myself. Then I can care a little bit less and less how somebody's going to view me, but hello, like out on the soccer field, that's really where it was coming from. That's where like my emotional reaction is coming from somebody I'm letting people down. Like I should be better than Mm. I am right now. And it's probably a lot of a story, you know, but it, but for me, it's very real. And like the fear of 
failing for other people and letting other people down is is all encompassing for me and it's huge but I think that's why now when we were just talking about I'm trying to bring it back around to like my fear of failure now when it just has to do with me is much different like I don't enjoy it but like I also it's a little bit like I like being in competition with myself so when we're not when there's not a whole bunch of people that I'm gonna let down you know it's a very different relationship hmm. yeah it's interesting because thinking about like through the pandemic time like you definitely were in a different space of movement and I feel like you had these like highs and lows where sometimes you're like Terrible. mobility is everything like this is what's getting me through this like this is the best thing for my body and then the other times where it's like I'm fucking not moving the way I want to move yeah. like and I think that so that seems like a place where it was with yourself or do you feel like that was you no. felt that way because it was you're not showing that, yes, that. to the people. Yes. You're letting them down. Yeah. Yeah. That, makes that sense. was huge for me in during the pandemic. Like I think for me I felt massive failure in not being the Kaisafit version that yeah. everybody had expects from me and not being able to be like a beacon in like, you know, in the time where a lot of people mm. were looking for somebody to bring, you know, that positivity and that energy. And I think that they were used to getting that from me, you know, the smile and the creative workouts and this fun. And I couldn't fake the funk. Yeah. Like I was in a dark place and I felt so, and the more I tried to fake it, the more I felt like fake mm -hmm. and the more I felt like I pulled away from myself and then I just felt like I was failing like I was failing all the people you know that followed me and needed something from me like that was huge you know like why couldn't I step my game up in that time and be there for them but that was a hard time for everyone yeah. you know but what's so great about that is you finally like kind of gave up and you were just like this is where I'm at mm -hmm. and we actually ended up running with that a lot of like Hey, let's actually just be real. What if we quit trying to like show this thing that's not really happening right now? And what if we actually just show what's happening, which was mobility? Like that's what you were doing. And I think so many people resonated with that because that's where so many people were. Yeah. You know, they actually, in a way, it almost might have been detrimental for them to see you smiling and working out super hard and finding yourself into the gym or whatever when it's like I don't need that right now because yeah. that's not where I'm at and yeah. so I think people connected with you through that time myself included because I you know we were all in a funk yeah. and doing more mobility and just kind of being like oh how can I be kind to my body and like move but in a way that is like honoring not that like hard workouts aren't honoring but like not at that time. Like yeah. that just wasn't the time to do yeah. it. And it always comes back around. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it like always comes back around that the more, you know, real and buzzword authentic and just like, you know, vulnerable that you are about where you're at, the more people can actually connect to that and relate to that. And that was a huge learning lesson to me. But I don't know, like there's definitely a lot of fear around failure with social, like, yeah. and that's, you know, been my life for a long time and having to show up in a specific way and like realizing, okay, there's been like six years now on social and people won't even let me evolve to like, from like a 30 year old <laughs> to a 36 year old. Yeah. And it's not actually people won't let me evolve. Like nobody has control over me other than myself. Yeah. But yeah, there's tons of fear of failure around that. But it takes a big step of, uh, of potentially losing, you know, people like you have to lose in this situation to kind of gain Right. You're not Absolutely. like in a, yeah. I, I think you've, you've walked a pretty fine line where you're, you've done well trying to like do both, you know, like evolve while still keeping 
kind of the old version or yeah. you know the 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 original version yeah. alive well luckily the original version was my is my true version it's mm -hmm. not like i created something totally. that was so far away from me it just like got to the point where i was like okay guys i'm 36 like i'm not doing the same exact shit that yeah. like 30 year old kaisa was doing also 30 year old kaisa that really didn't have a company so now i'm working million hours a week and trying to do, you know it's like a very different but like really at the same point in time for me I realize, like, because when you ask the question, where do you fail? I'm like, oh, where do I fail? But I fail on social all the time. Mm -hmm. And that is my work. And that is, like, probably one of the most uncomfortable positions. I'm getting better at it. But that's not a fun place for me to And fail. that's probably the most in your face because it's so much of your job. But also because if, in the case of you're letting other people down... They let low, me know. Low numbers let you know, like low comments or like comments objecting what you're posting let you know. Yeah. See, that's the unhealthy side it's of, so of unhealthy. social. Yeah. It's so unhealthy. But like the other day, you know, I wanted to put something out there about everything that's going on with um, abortions. And, and I just like turned commenting off. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot that was a thing. And I was like, yeah. I don't fucking want to hear what other people have to say. Like, this is really important to me to put out right now. And so like there's certain ways I can protect myself. But yeah. Yeah, I failure happens all the time. Yeah. That's moral of the story. Totally. All of the time. Yeah. And so well, now to bring it back though, the the cool thing is sort of like I feel like I don't think failure is the right word of what you went through. I think it was just a transition, just an evolution and now you're back oh. moving better than <laughs> ever or at least great and like having lots of fun. So it is cool to see it sort of come around full circle like you you honored yourself where you were at when you needed to and naturally you were led back to the gym back to you know this type of training doing fun like your attitude has changed tremendously yeah. not like you were a bad attitude but like I, was I know you're happier <laughs> when you're moving a certain way yeah. and you're clearly like moving that way yeah. now but it goes back to what we always talk about seasons. And like, for me, one of the worst things I can do is not be real with myself about what season I'm in, right? Like so much of the battle in 2020 was like not thinking that I, that it was okay for me to just be where I'm at. Because once I can embody the season and be okay with the season, like this too shall pass. And for me right now, that's where it's like, okay, biggest learning lesson about that is I will at some point in time go through another season where my body or whatever's going on in life is just probably going to take me out of the gym and take me out of the things that I love right now. And like, you know, knock on wood, but like, that's probably going to happen. Mm. And so knowing that it's just the roller coaster of life, that nothing is permanent, no moment I'm in is this moment for life and that it's okay. And I'll come back to that. Like there are certain anchoring things in my life I know I'll come back to. And the more that I understand that and accept that, the more it makes the ride a little bit more enjoyable. Cause I don't have to go on such extremes, right? Like even being, you know, a little bit bummed about, not being able to be in the gym, you know, last year and this and that, like, I know if I just have the attitude, like, I know it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. it, I know I just like need to be doing what I'm doing right now to take care of myself. And when that season's done, I'll be back in the gym and I'll go ham. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. It also helps me enjoy where I'm at right now. Yeah. You know, because at some point in time I'm like, Hey, like I, this is really, really good. And not like always being like, okay, things are good. Something's bad's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But just like, this is awesome. I'm having a great fucking time right now. And like, remember this because there's going to be a time where this isn't going to be happening maybe so frequently. So yeah. this too shall pass. Actually, Brian, our tattoo artist mm. and my good friend 
actually brought this up a while ago about how we often think of this too shall pass as just when you're in a negative space. Yeah. Oh, this is, things will get better. Things will get better. But actually using it in both spaces. This too shall pass when you're actually in a really great space so that you're really present with that place that you're in and you can fully go like, whoa, it has not always been like this. Like, let me take a minute and pause real quick. Like, these are times for me, like when I'm surfing or I hit these moments of being a dad or whatever. And they're hard to reach, honestly. I really do find them hard to connect with when you're in them. But I will say, like, when I do, it's like the amount of like happiness in that moment. And it's not like it doesn't last forever or anything like that, but it really does make a difference. Cause you, you kind of sit back and you go, wow, like I'm doing this. I built this. Like I got here on my own, you know, like all these things and you really can take in, this is fucking cool. Yeah. You know? And I think with like just move per se, like we've been talking a lot about just move lately. You could either talk about where just move isn't, or you can talk about where Just Move is. And either can be a celebration or a tragedy. Like whatever, you, so however true. you want to view it. And I think lately we've been sort of switching the, the lenses and going like, you know what? Like where we're at is a celebration. We could totally say that it needs to be somewhere else, big or bad or whatever. But it also is amazing right now. Yeah. And that's cool. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Yeah. And I like, <laughs> I'm sorry to be so cliche and always bring things back to movement, but... I just think like all of those, everything that we're expressing, like one movement helps me be so present, right? And so I learned that. I learned to be okay with the failures. I also, for me, like successes have always been really hard. I've never been somebody that's been okay celebrating success. It was so crazy the other day when we were doing testing and I was like so fucking happy. And when I looked back mm-hmm. at those videos, I was like, I never celebrate. I was the girl that would could score the winning goal and I would turn around with my straight face. Like I would never celebrate. I, nothing was ever good enough like so I think all of like everything that I've learned about myself and all the tools that I have and all the ways that I've learned to be like open and vulnerable and accept myself and just be okay with myself it all happens through movement you know it's like all like that space that I have in the gym outside the gym but just with my body to test things out and figure out like okay it's always just me myself and I like how are we going to get through this and what are those tools that I need it all happens like literally in the environment of movement yeah figuring that out and and learning about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, I feel like I'm hit with this so much right now because river, our kid, like he's, he's almost five and he is very competitive, Mm -hmm. very competitive. And I don't, you know, this is our first kid. So I don't know if this is just how it is, but it's a weird relationship of trying to balance. Like we've talked like push because pushing is good. Like kids need to learn how to, at least that's my belief, Yeah, like to be uncomfortable, like, un, you know, uncomfortable is a good place to learn how to be in because that's life, but not push too hard because you don't want to be pushing him in a place where he doesn't want to be. And it's this like, everything's a race. I take a shower, he's getting dressed, dad, we're going to race. And it's like, ha ha, like I won. Like he loves celebrating that win. He's big on that win. And he's real not big on the loss. Like he Does just. Does he ever lose with you? Sometimes you gotta, you I was going to say, yeah, do you like we that? don't just let him win Because I think the there's a whole era of like, no, I mean, we've, yeah, this has been like yeah. talked about, but a whole era of like, no, even like, you know, 20th place is okay. And like, yeah. some, so like kids don't know how to deal with like that challenge or like failure or loss or like, you know, it's like everything gets a gold star and I don't know, I don't have kids, so I don't want to go into that. But like, I do think there's something, there's lessons to be learned and like, no, you don't win everything. Oh, this is good. Good. That was a good little transition because I think this, it's so, 
Yes. Like loss. I, so kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, that it's not about like not losing. It's not about finding ways to always win. It's not about finding ways to not feel a certain way when you lose. It's just about letting yourself feel however you feel and getting better about being in that feeling actually. Because I think with kids, it's a great point where sure, you can give everyone a trophy and that's fine if that's like, but it's just prolonging an experience like that isn't not only prolonging but it's going to make that one first yeah. failure so much worse totally like we're in the era of participation trophies and it's like that's not real life like yeah. life is not when you get to a certain age everything is a win and it's equal for everybody yeah it's just not the way it goes and i think it why does it have to be now we're like we're, we're opening a participant yeah like we might get some comments whatever yeah. that's good I don't know this. I'm not saying this is all factual. This is just our conversation. But I think there's also something to say around everyone can get a participation high five and you gave it your best shot, but not everyone wins. Like, But did you give it your best shot? This is also like, and I don't have kids, but like, and we don't even have to talk about kids, but like not everybody gave it their best shot. Totally. You know, people put in different energy and effort into certain things, like certain things. There are people that, you know, push to succeed and get that first place, second place, third, but like, yeah, I don't have kids. So I like keep, I feel like I'm like touching things that I actually don't want to touch them, but still have an opinion. Yeah. I definitely have an opinion about like constantly setting children up for like it's all roses and like you showed up and you did your best when you know we're all like equal out here like I think that is a I don't agree with that yeah yeah I don't I think like there's certain things and it would touch into like maybe like more things should be like we just glorify like sports and so like you know maybe the kids that are at sports are always gonna be the kids that are getting the trophies and like maybe we should glorify other things like you know art and music and like other things so I understand this is like a way bigger topic but that's a good point yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. But it like, so I can always, I mean, for us in like grade school, it's like, you know, the things that are always glorified is not like it was just what was happening out on the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, those are the things that get the participation. Those are the big events that happen. We had once a year track meet and like, I was good. So I got all the ribbons, you yeah. know, but like, we never really talked about the kid that was so good at art and like, they didn't win a ribbon for art. Like, so there's certain things where I think as a society, we, mm-hmm. if we were going to like break that all apart, we put more, um, power more accolades on certain things and sure. not equally on other things. But, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, I do think though, like there's a big, like there's a big learning to, to losing at a young age. Absolutely. And I think the better you are about going like, yeah, like losing, like I don't like losing, but I can lose and I will be okay. Kind of like knowing you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think like with River being in jiu-jitsu, something they say is like, what they say, like tap early and tap often, which is like, give it, like if someone has you, like just get out of it. Like you lost, like don't try to like fight your way out of this loss. You know, like this is training, like this is not competition. And I love that kind of way of that they, they, they balance like, there are times where you really want to give it your all and you're going to either win or lose. And here, this is not, you're not winning or losing. You're just getting more um, fluid with what it feels like to lose so that when you do lose, it's not the end of your world. Yeah, getting those reps in. Yes, Literally, yes. <laughs> like getting those failure reps in. Totally. Absolutely. 
No, I love that. And I think it's important. Like, I think it's also important to start dissecting what it means to you to lose. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like what it means to you to fail. And it means different things for a lot of different people. Like for me, a lot of failure, why I go into a downward spiral is because of how I think I'm going to be perceived by the outside world. And for me, then I go, if I really care that much about the outside world, like what does that why Mm. you know what does that say about me like I must feel so little about myself which has been very true for a long time that like anybody's opinion then becomes more important than my own opinion of myself and so then that's a whole nother thing to look at you know and so like for me no matter what it's never going to be easy for me to fail or lose especially it's going to be a million times harder when there's people watching Mm. but I also think like the healthiest thing I've done is start to figure out how I operate and how to get out of those and it no longer takes me three days to get out of a failure. Mm. You know what I mean? It takes me about an hour now. Yeah. You or more, more depending efficient. on. It become more efficient. Yeah, totally. And it just, I don't get anything from sitting in that failure. Mm. I don't get anything from shaming myself, which I've done my entire life. And I don't, like, that is not a learning, I don't learn the lesson mm-hmm. when I'm in that space. So for me, it's always like, okay, cool. Like, what lesson did you learn and move on? So, uh, soccer is a prime example. I quit. <laughs> like, my lesson is it's not working for me right mm. now. It causes me so much stress and anxiety. And I have a hard time accepting that, like, I failed at that thing that I really wanted to do. But there's a lot wrapped up into that. And so, like, I quit now. And I know when to quit. I quit often now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, that could be a failure in and of itself. But I quit often and I quit a lot and I try a lot of things. And if it doesn't work for me, I know myself it doesn't work and I move on. Don't and you, hang on to that. And you probably had to lose a lot and fail a lot to finally be able to, because you flex that muscle. Yeah so much you get that it's kind of like a training yeah, podcast yeah, you know so we like, got to relate it to muscles and training all the time reps muscles exactly yeah you've gotten so many reps of training that muscle of losing and yeah. failure that now you you do have the ability to go you know what eh, I'm, I'm 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 gonna quit this yeah not like you're celebrating that and super happy probably like there's probably still a part you're like ah, i fucking wish i didn't yeah. quit but like you're okay with it because you've been there enough times to go i know what i need yeah And I know that like, I'm not a quitter in all of my life. Like, I think that's something for me. I'm not like, I'm not saying like, just go out and like quit everything. Don't push yourself. Like there's certain parts of my life that when I'm very clear, they're not serving me. I don't mind quitting them because I also know there's other parts of my life. Like I'm okay being really, really uncomfortable now. And I'm okay. Like pushing through hard things because I trust that I know when to push and when not to Mm. push. So I love that term, like serving you, you know, like what is serving you right now? Like for me, I, you know, I don't know if that's cliche or I don't know if that's buzzwordy, but like, I think it's such a good one because, you know, when you think about, let's say working out, you're like, you're working out hard, you might be hitting failures, but you're like, it's definitely serving me though. Mm -hmm. Like that's serving me. Whereas like this soccer thing might not, you you know, you can, you can think about, it's like, is this serving me actually? Like, it's actually causing me more, more setbacks and more grief and more anxiety and whatever other feelings that you're feeling. And it's a good like filter to run things through, like in a relationship too. You're like, is this serving me? Like, is this just taking from me? Like, what am I getting out of this? Am I... But in order to know if something is serving you, you have to really know yourself. Mm. And I think that's where so much of the world lives in a space where you're actually so disconnected from yourself. You don't know if something is serving you or not. You don't know if this is a good thing or not a good thing. And you don't trust yourself. And then you tell yourself stories and then, you know, you're just, we're so, we're pulling ourselves further and further away from like actually being connected to ourselves. And so for me, I'm like, I have to constantly do work to be present with myself. It's not just in movement, like it's mentally, it's all the things that I'm doing and I should always be doing more, but that's also a motivator for me to take care of myself because I want to be so connected to be making 
you know, the best choice for myself in those moments. Yeah. How do you know yourself? I mean, I don't know. That's a really loaded question. <laughs> I'm very aware of how things feel. I'm very honest with myself. Um, it goes back. Like I play certain scenarios. Let's just take the soccer one. For example, I play certain, certain scenarios back and forth. Am I quitting? Cause I'm just a quitter and I don't really want to push myself. And this is uncomfortable. Am I not doing this anymore? Cause it brings up stuff from the past that it's not worth like, you know, going down that route right now. Like where, like, you know what I mean? There's like constant conversations, but it all just comes down to like, what's like, I don't know. This sounds cliche. Like what's in my gut. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a gut. Like I have, I'm very clear. Like I have a gut feeling Mm -hmm. about things and like, I'm very like, I have physical reactions to things. I'm like, if every Monday I have a fucking stomach ache and I'm dreading this thing, is it a dread that I need to work through? Or is it a dread that's just like, let this fucking thing go. You know what I mean? And I'm like clear about that, but I have a lot of internal conversations with myself and a lot of like checkpoints and a lot of like, let's get fucking real. Let's figure out where this is at. Where is it coming from? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like in, in addition to that, I think it's like, so you have to make decisions is what it comes down Mm to Mm -hmm. listening to your gut, listening to other people, whatever it is. Like I would, you know, heavy into the gut versus other people, but like whatever it is, the best way in my opinion, like to, to learn yourself, to know yourself is to make a decision and then reflect on that decision. Was that the right one? Was that the wrong one? Amen. This is why I love having these conversations with you. Amen. Because not every decision you make is the right one. Exactly. And this is so like the prime example for me was going back to school um, because I thought I needed to get my master's because I thought I was like failing this, this and that day one total failure. Like I did not like my internship. I quit my job over here. I had done this whole thing, but so I, but I, so I had made the decision and I had to stick with the decision and the decision taught me what, like it could have been seen as a failure because I left my whole business and this and that, but it actually taught me, it brought me so much closer to what I wanted to do in life. So it was like the biggest detour like lesson. But if I hadn't made the decision to do that, I'd probably still be, you know, running my own business out of excellence down the street and you know being in a studio and probably not like being super happy about what I was doing yeah so it's like it's so much I think about reflection yeah right and not every decision is a step forward exactly some decisions are like 10 steps back but you've probably learned something from that and you probably are more clear about you know what you want to do or what you should have done or what you're going to do yeah what big failures are on the docket right now. Mm. I can name a few. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the failures right now are like in business, yeah. but I've changed the mindset to being like, I want to test a lot of things. So a lot of them are probably going to be fails. You know what I mean? Like I want to push the boundaries. I want to figure out what's going to be the right hit. Like we're very clear about our product. You know, I think like we're really clear about our product and our messaging and like what we're doing there. It's much more, testing and failing, you know, how to get that out there and like who, how can we really reach the people that we want to speak to and what are the avenues we go about doing that? Yeah. And I think it's like, it's hard to know what you're doing right when you don't know what you've done wrong. wrong. You know, I think it's like, there's a big lesson in learning all the things that you're doing wrong or you've done wrong because then you really have a much more like laser focus on like, oh, this is the right thing. Because if you just hit it out of the park right out of the gate which is can be amazing but you didn't really like learn much like you don't know how you're there you sort of are there and I think like for us that's like a lot of where we're at like we you know 
did really well initially like mobility stuff like and that was like not expected that's not what we thought that wasn't our gut yeah and it was like holy crap now we're adjusting to this thing and going like how do we how do we keep this alive but since we didn't have a bunch of failure around it to know don't go that way don't go that way you know it was it's it's been a tricky road to know so we've been kind of like we've had a a fair amount of failures of like oh that doesn't work oh okay oh that doesn't work oh okay your failures are like i'm just seeing it it's like the bumpers totally the like uh bowling alley yeah totally and they get narrower Mm -hmm. as you go down eventually and then you kind of get your there's your path and then the bumpers go off yeah and then you get a strike. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bringing the visual home. No, but I just think like I do, I, just to bring it back to failures in business right now, I do think that's how you test. And like one thing is like failures can guide you if you're clear about your product or your thing. You know what I mean? Like I think our fa- like failures are guiding us, but like they're not taking us on a completely different path because yeah. we kind of know the core of what we're doing and why we're doing it and who we're doing it for. But we're also very willing to be like, we don't know if it's exactly the right way or if we're communicating it right or if we could do things better. And so we're open to that constant failure, but we're not like guided a hundred percent by that. I think that's important too. Totally. We know, we know ourselves as a company for sure. We're in check with our gut as a company, but we don't necessarily know how to get, everybody to know who we are as a company and that's the learning is like you you know whatever like there's so many examples where you think you've beat it over the head and this is not just in business this is just like take social media for instance or whatever where you post something and a friend of yours doesn't even read the caption or whatever and they're like oh you're in you know you moved to Amsterdam or something like that and you're like no like I literally wrote that like I want to go here or whatever it is. Right. And like, I, there's a whole story around it and you're like, you can't believe how someone didn't get that message you put out there, but it happens so often with our stuff. You know, you put out there and we're like, man, we couldn't make this any more clear. And you're like, Oh, people are totally lost. They're totally confused on this thing. And you're like, wow. Yeah. Learning to get better. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a 24 seven thing for us for sure. But we're very clear about what we won't do. Like I, I always go to that too. I'm like, I actually don't know what the right thing is, but I know what the wrong thing yeah, is. You know absolutely. what I mean? Like I don't actually know the way, but I know where I won't go. Totally. And we kind of just like use that as our guiding yeah, bumpers. Totally. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't know. I don't know if we ended up where we, you know, did that. We never end up where we think we're going to go. Yeah. So we're trying things so we can fail and we can learn and yeah. get better. We're getting the reps in. We're, but you know what would help us? What? Kind of put those bumpers on if people let us yeah. know what's up. Nice. <laughs> so Man, you're getting good. Getting good. You're built for oh, podcasting. I love this. Only with you, because this is a good dynamic. Hey, I'm here. Um, so but in all honesty, we would like to hear from you. So I'm gonna bring it back around. Go to kaisafit.com slash ask. We have it so easily set up. You can record a question. You could even leave just a little message. You could leave a topic suggestion. Mm. If you record a message and it was a good question, like we're probably gonna play it on air. Um Hold what on. Else? Oh great moment. Let's oh, do we have take one? a couple questions. Oh. What a segue. You are a natural. <laughs> All right. Let's you really see bring here. it out of do, me. Do, 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 do. We're going to take a couple questions. So first, we're going to go with Julia. Mm. What would you say is the most exhausting exercise or set of exercises you've encountered in your career as an athlete? And what made them so hard? Was it mental or more physical? 
Thank you, Julia. Before Julia. you comment, I would say last Thursday yeah. was my hardest. No, go ahead. Yeah. No. Well, it's funny. Your last Thursday was our sprinting. So for me, the most like difficult is because mentally I I just hate it, and that was hard sprinting, mm. and in track and field, like especially when I was in college and had to run an 800 as part of my competition heptathlon, just like sprinting and getting to a point where you are so miserable and then hate the miserable part of it. Like there's certain things like lifting heavy or, you know, there's certain things that are hard, but I just love that. Like I love that challenge sprinting running in general. I know it sounds weird that I did track and field, but that is, those were things where mentally I just, did not have the stamina to talk myself into continue yeah. doing that. That was miserable. So you're sprinting, sprinting all out for 800. So an meters. 800 is technically they say it's the hardest race in track and field because technically elite 800 meter runners are sprinting. And when you run, like when you then calculate how fast they run a 400, like they're running it faster than any of us could possibly even imagine running a 400. So they are full out sprinting. And for me personally, it was the last event on the second day. Mm. So it was just like dreaded, but we also had sprinting inside of like we had to, I'd run a 200, but just training for sprinting in general, Julia, not my favorite. And to be clear, 800 meters is twice around the track. The track. That's so crazy. As a full out sprint. I, yeah. Also, just to like put a little move, I also hate Bulgarian split squats. <laughs> oh, shots fired at Luca because he loves He loves them. Bulgarians. And I've been really working on my attitude when Luca gives me something I don't want to do. I take it as a challenge now to like not show and express how yeah. I feel about it. So Embrace we had him on failure. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anna. Thanks, Julia. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Anna. Hi, Kaisa. Hi, Mike. I would love to know how you two found each other and what made you guys like realize how dope of a team you guys are and that you guys should continue creating content together. Yeah. Love to know y'all's story. Okay. Bye. Oh, this is so great. This is a good one. Where do we begin? I mean, we've told the story. I don't know what Let's tell it again. Yeah. Let's tell it again, but go ahead. Okay. So I would say, Seven plus years ago, Mike and I met at a company called Cody App, which is now Allo Moves. And we filmed MX30 together, which was like my first solo program on my own. Um, Like a follow along program. You watch at home. You do the workout with Kaisa. Yep. And then just like Mike is a vibe. So we stayed in contact. But years later, Mike was working with our now my now business partner, Craig, at a company called Creative Live. And Craig had always wanted to do something in fitness. And I don't know behind the scenes how the talk went, but Mike connected Craig and I together. And then the trifecta was formed. Yeah, it was just like Craig and I tried something else, tried a fitness thing with something else. And then that like, it was kind of like proof of concept was like, oh, this worked. It just wasn't the right mix. And then Craig was basically like, hey, I want to try again with someone different, Let you know, would you be interested? And it was like kind of trying to figure out who that would be. And then I, th- I literally think it was like, I had seen a post, a post that you had made about going to New York or something. I was like, Oh shit. Like Kaisa, I mean, Kaisa's she's connected. She's, she's got all these opportunities. This is a long shot, but 
because the the space you were in with everybody, at least to my understanding, like everybody wants you to pump their brand. And our whole thing was like, we want to pump your brand, which was the difference. But we didn't have really anything at the time. So you, you know, you kind of took a jump. But yeah, it was a vibe. We, I mean, bringing it all the way back to like connecting to my gut and knowing like I knew for a fact. I mean, I always already knew that I connected with you and like how you told stories, because like what's really important is that. I could be the person and I could want my story to be told, but how does somebody see me to tell that story is always a thing. Oh, before that was, I am more than my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, that was I part of that. the MX30, part of MX30 kind of hold. But this is where I started to realize I am a very private person. I don't, you know, like going along with everything we've been telling, like, I don't like to fail. Like being on camera has always been like, literally I'll black out. Mike has, and I think anybody that works with you, even the, the, the coaches say this all the time. Mike has an incredible ability to like calm you down and then also make you get more vulnerable than you get with your fucking therapist. So he bring, but it's true. So you bring out the best. So like I could calm down and then I could be very real. And if somebody, if the person behind the camera doesn't have that, then how the rest of the world sees me is not how I want to be seen. So I think right away I clicked like Mike sees me for me and I'm comfortable. So a story can be told here in the way I want it to be told. Um, and then that's only grown. But then from that moment then with Craig and you, I was like, this is really like, this feels so good. Like Mike can see me from me. Craig really understands as a businessman that I don't want to sell, you know, sex sells and fitness. I want to mm-hmm. do something different. And, and that was all a vibe. And then I had to do a lot of work to pull Mike back in. <laughs> Mike's been wandering and Mike's whole thing was like, I want to do my own thing. And like, and I was like, I know you fucking want to do your own thing. But I literally can't do my thing without you. We've had a lot of conversations yeah. and I down the street, I remember them. But I was like, I I just know I'm a team player and my best self will show up when I'm around people that I really vibe with and like really trust and really respect. And so I knew I like knew that. And I just it took a little bit to convince Mike yeah. to wanna to want to be around. You had to put the time. money where your mouth was. I had to put the money where my mouth was. Yeah, and it's and it is a thing of like it's it was it was I was in a space of just getting out of like a two or three year job that was not I just wasn't happy at and I definitely wasn't ready to jump into. And this has been this was like the greatest, you know, slow takeoff and you know, to and everyone was like kind of on the same page, which was which was perfect. It was kind of you know, we're here everyone wants to push each other, but like, it's very, um, voluntary. And I think that because there's not a ton of pressure and hasn't been, I mean, there's a lot of pressure within our company of like doing certain things, but not, it's like everyone kind of chooses how much they want to be a part of it. And I think that that's like, for me, at least I work in a, the best that way. When people aren't forcing me to do something, I get to make the decision for myself. And what happens is, and I know you're very similar, um, is like you want to show up a certain way. And so it's like, you know, whatever that means, you know. That Don't we tell me how to show exactly. up and then I will show the fuck Ex- up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we need to be wanted, yeah, but yeah. we want to show up on our yeah. own. So, yeah. yeah. And okay, but one more shout out. Yes. So I also will give Mike all the credit to the evolution of like what's happened on social of being able to peel back the layers of being more honest and open and vulnerable because if it wasn't, for you behind the screen of a lot of things like my behind the smile story. Um, even all of the mini clips that we've done about me getting real, you know, with self love and all of these things, 
I get to show up as myself now to the Instagram social media team because I'm comfortable with Mike telling my stories. So yeah. well, thank that is you. invaluable. So acknowledged right now. Yes. Oh my, oh, and yeah. it, that's the benefit to me is that's what I like doing the most is like, so what I, what I like the least about like video work and media is that we like to say you polish turds, right? Mm. And it's like, you're making people look a certain way. Like I have that ability to make you look in a lot of ways, like however you want to look, even if it's totally not you. And that part is really gross to me. And it's been, it's hard to avoid. I mean, it's actually kind of similar in fitness. It's like, so for me, the more I can create a space for someone to show up as themselves is way easier when you have a longer term relationship because mm-hmm. to start that over every time with a new person, trust isn't built or gained, you know, in a day a lot of times. Sometimes, strangely, it is like you can get people pretty vulnerable, but we've had the ability to work together for a lot of years. It's not even there's no longer a format or a like a tactic. It's just like we've created a space where I can show up as my best. You can show up as your best. And it, and so that only comes with time and yeah. like in, in trust. So that's why I'm like, I continue and why I, you know, what, and what I really appreciate about you as well. is like, I don't think that kind of thing can happen over and over and over. No. So no, it can't. And also just like, I constantly feel like the te- you are only as strong as the team that you're around. And I just, I value that so much. Like I, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the team, if it wasn't for you. So that was Mike's my story. And now we're here podcasting. Yes, we are. (laughs) All right. We got last one from Sarah. Hi, Kaisa. My name is Sarah and I have been following you for a few years now. Um, as I've been, working on my own health and wellness journey and getting back into fitness after back injuries. But I am just wondering um, your take on accountability and specifically accountability partners when it comes to health and wellness journey. I know for me, it's been one of the biggest reasons that I've been able to have motivation um, and be disciplined at all with this um, process. So I've really enjoyed it, but I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on how accountability has played a role in your own fitness, um, journey over the years. Thanks. Sarah, that was a great question. I'm a huge accountability person. I mean, it's why I've set up the dynamic that I have with trainers, or it's why I love to make commitments, uh, to have people come work out with me because for many, many years, I would beat myself up to say like, how can I not be accountable to myself? Like how I'm like, what is this weakness or this failure that I have that I won't just show up and do this thing by myself until I realize I'm just not that type of person in any aspect of my life. I like being around people. I like, you know, like I like the team of everything, whether it's business or sport. And so of course, when it comes to movement, like I want to be in community with others when I do it. And I think it's part of the gift of like, you know, you start to learn about yourself and know yourself. So I don't compare myself to even Mike who likes to work out by himself all the time. Like that's just not me. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. And I will set myself up for failure if I do not set myself up to have accountability. Another thing in work, I literally could sleep in until 10 a.m. or whatever. That's not anybody can sleep in. But I have to hold myself accountable to a team 
rather than to myself. So I set meetings early in the morning. We do things early. That's how I'm accountable. I get up and I get after it. But I am more accountable to others than I am to myself. And I'm okay with that now. But I am all for accountability buddies. Yeah. I think you just, yeah, you have to have skin in the game, whatever way that is. Like, if you don't, then, like, you just, what's the point? Like, yeah. there's nothing to motivate you to hold you accountable. Yeah, and you know? some people are motivated, like, self-motivated like that. Like, some people really enjoy doing their own thing. So let's just talk about workout. Like, some people enjoy doing their own workouts and doing that thing. And so many of us who don't then compare ourselves to that mm-hmm. person and just are like, oh, my gosh, we're just failures. I can't do that. I must be like... I have no motivation. I'm not disciplined. Like, no, you just, you are not setting yourself up for success that way. You don't operate the same as this person. Yeah. You operate differently. You're motivated in a different way. And what is that different way? You know what I mean? Like we say that all the time with people, like how can you get yourself to be motivated and committed to yourself? It's not by comparing yourself. It's not by me comparing to you and saying like, I don't do that. So I must not do yeah. it at all. And I think like those people who are say self-motivated, they're, they're just, what they're accountable to is different than what you're accountable to. Cause I think, I I would have a hard time believing that people who like that people are not accountable to anything, like whether it's your watch, whether it's your long-term vision of who you are as a parent, whether it's you're trying to hold yourself accountable to living a longer life, living healthier, being different than your parent, whatever that is, it might show up differently that you can do that singularly versus like with a workout buddy or whatever. But I think it's just find what you what you, what means something to you and hold that, you know, hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And value yeah. that. Yeah. And value yeah. That. But we're, we totally live in a culture where it's only this one way you either totally. are like this disciplined, yeah. wake up at 5am, do your own thing. And if you're not like that, then you're nothing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with yeah, you? For sure. Um, okay. So bring it back to Sarah's. I am all for accountability people. Like mm-hmm. that's how I get through my movement. That's how I make sure that everything is like, you know, how I want it to be. So I just like totally believe in setting yourself up for success in any way that you need it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we talked a bit about that actually in the last episode too, about like, that was one of your big tips on how to get started is create accountability in whatever, whether that's with finances, whether that's with a trainer, whatever it is, it's a really big, important thing to, to start your journey and keep it going. Yeah. Challenges, programs. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. yeah totally. I yeah. mean, I think, I think there's many different ways, but I, again, it goes back to like, I just, you have to know yourself or be willing to like try certain things and see if it works for yourself in order to figure out like what you're going to be accountable to. Yeah. And you know what? We can just wrap it all up with saying that something um you, that your your oh i had a better way of oh, saying wow. it in my head like, here hold on i know okay. i just no, like, i don't want to mess it up just bring you back to failure right that like if you can fail at something that you're accountable then to me that's like what when it means something because yeah. if it doesn't matter if yeah. you don't show up that's to your training are. session then why are you going to go if no one cares right but it matters so you're setting yourself up for fail there is an opportunity to fail by driving all the way down to renton to train with luca there's an opportunity to fail there. It's not easy for you to always get down there on time with your busy schedule. So there's a pressure. And when you do it, you probably feel really good about it yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love it. Uh, I love this conversation. I don't know if it went where we thought it was going to go, but yeah. I love these conversations. It's good. Okay, just to bring it back around, if you thought it was good, please leave us a review. Yeah, we'd like, love that it. That really matters to us. And I don't know if it's only technically on Apple. We haven't quite figured that out still yet, but we're still trying to figure that. it out. Yeah. But wherever you can leave a review, yeah, <laughs> like, do so, please. Let us know. And again, if you want to ask a question, go to kaisafit.com slash ask. 
Um, we are here for all the questions, all the suggestions, all the topics, anything you want to let us know. Absolutely. Okay. Team, Mike, thank you for joining me today. Kaisa. Team. Kaisa. Mm. <laughs> Team. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate that you are along this crazy ride with us. This has been a really fun journey and we are hoping to keep it going. So thank you for showing up today. Absolutely. What the heck? I thought you were going to say, we'll see you back oh, on the show. I have so much anxiety because Mike said my ending was so bad. Okay, Damn. okay, let me redo there it, Here we team. go. Okay, Bring right. it back. Thank you so much for joining us here today, and we'll see you back on the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> the vulnerability is real we, right now. We, this we, is good. Here we go. Okay, Rewind okay. last time. Here All we right. go. Thank you so much for joining us here today, and we'll see you back on the Kaisa Show very soon. <laughs> Bye, team. Nice. <laughs>